did you shoot this woman twice in her feet, in both of her feet? Like, what happened? Like, what led up to that moment? And I've definitely been seeing a lot of trash takes on the internet, you know, with men and, well, let's hear both sides of the story. What, what side is it to somebody getting shot in both of their feet? What could she have done to justify her getting shot? Like, unless she shot Tori in the head, why did he shoot her in both of her feet? Yo, what's good? It's your boy, uh, Zachary706, uh, at Breezus Christ right now. I had to switch up the name for a little bit. The feds is watching. This is KTSC Ave. Uh, I had our catchphrase up, and I always forget that real quick. Uh, we have our illustrious guest, uh, well, not guest, host Marcus Sniffles, and we do have an illustrious guest, a very special guest, at I keep underscore my socks on. What's good, y'all? Keeping your socks on is trash. Not gonna lie. If you're talking about if you're talking about like in the bedroom, you gotta take the socks off. Bro. Like you can't do that. Yeah, I'm I'm a barefoot kind of guy. My feet get hot, and the rest of my body gets hot. Like I can't I can't maintain that. Not in the bedroom. I take them off at the gynecologist. Keep them on though. See, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll take I'll take them off. Welcome to KTS Ab. We're a double gated community talking life, culture, racism, music, sports, amongst other things. But always thanks for your support. Always subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of hungry. I'm kind of tired. So if the energy is lacking, uh, blame me. So, anyways, it's been a long, tiresome week in 2020, per usual. There's always some BS going on. And as expected, when uh, Kentucky posted a press release that they were going to put their city in a state of emergency prior to the Breonna Taylor. Uh, findings, we already knew what it was. So per usual, uh, the, the cops are not going to be held accountable. This is status quo. At this point, it's something that doesn't surprise me. And if you are surprised, I don't know where you've been for the last decade, two decades since the beginning of time. They don't put cops in jail. And they don't even properly charge cops. This week, a lot of us were introduced to a term that I have never heard about called wanton endangerment. Um, that sounds like some sort of weird, like, karma sutra position. Like, I've never heard of that. So apparently the, the police officer in question was actually charged with not killing her, but because he shot recklessly, I guess, or wantonly, endangermently, that's what he's being charged for, even though a young lady, Brianna Taylor, was killed in her sleep for literally doing nothing for the most part. Um a lot of people will argue that, oh, you know, her boyfriend shouldn't have fired a gun at them. You know, he should have blah, 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 blah. But if we're going to be real, America is a country that can't get enough of their guns. Everybody wants their guns. Everybody wants their Second Amendment rights until it's time to exercise the Second Amendment rights. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you know, you shouldn't have fired at the cops. Well, again, the cops did a no-knock warrant. So if any of us are in our house and somebody kicks on our door or is beating on our door like they're going to break in or cause you bodily harm and you are a legal gun gun carrier like the gentleman in question was, that's what it's made for. You know what I'm saying? If somebody busts my house, I'm grabbing my Glock and I'm shooting. But, you know, the powers that be allow certain people to have different rules applied to them when it, when it comes to that stuff. So, um. <laughs> I'm glad the family did get the $12 million, but again, you can't 
and no matter no amount of money is in exchange for somebody's life. The money will make them financially stable, but that's not going to bring back their sister, cousin, aunt, best friend, lover, wife, girlfriend, whatever. So um, it's unfortunate that this is how it went down, but we just got to keep fighting a good fight. Um, definitely encourage people to continue to arm themselves. I mean, it's all right. Um, but yeah, um, RIP to her, uh, blessings up to her family. And and shout out to people who are still out there peacefully protesting and keeping the heat on the backs of uh, these lawmakers, these police. And I, I hope we get more out of this. I hope they don't stop and I hope we actually get true justice, which I 100% doubt at this point. Well, you you did say that like the, the police weren't held accountable. They They were held accountable for the bullets that they missed, which is pretty ridiculous. Uh, Looking back on it, I kind of feel like the uh, Breonna Taylor's family should have got more money now. Like at the time when they released it, when they said that their her family was awarded twelve million, I was like, "Good, because they deserve that money. They should get that money." And after this, this, this just honestly, it seems like a kick in the face. Just like, well, we don't, we're not going to hold anybody responsible for killing your loved one, but we're going to hold this cop accountable for shooting into someone else's apartment. So it's like, so it's like property is up here and like actual human life is down here. So if that's the case, then the family should get twenty million dollars. Just give them, give them more money because I this, it's ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous, and uh, I don't think the uh, a lot of people are saying like you know the system's broken, but the system is doing what it's supposed to do. You know that's what it was meant to do. It's not. It wasn't meant for minorities and and people of color and black people specifically poor people it's just that's not what it's meant for i don't like did you did you um did y'all hear what charles barkley said about the situation yeah it's pretty ridiculous so uh essentially what he did, did you hear what he said well I, i'll just give it just a quick like rundown pretty much of what he said he essentially said that brianna taylor it's not the same situation as what happened with george floyd because she is dating and living with a drug dealer that shot at the cops. So it's just like a lot of people don't take Charles Barkley's basketball takes that seriously. And he's a Hall of Fame basketball player. So I'm not going to take what he said with anything, like with any grain of salt or whatever. But I would just what I would ask him is what would be the difference if Breonna Taylor was 15? And not a not a grown woman. What if she was just a 15-year-old kid that was in that house that lived with a drug dealer that shot at the police? Does that mean she does she still deserve deserve to die at that point? You know, what if there's there's no circumstance where this happens that you can justify being like, you know what? Yeah, she deserved to get shot in that situation. And she didn't have a gun, like she's unarmed, didn't shoot nobody. There's no reason to justify her being. There's no reason no one should be held accountable for this. I agree. I definitely wasn't surprised at the verdict. I feel like, you know, like you said, this is the system. It was never meant for us. And I I do want people to keep protesting, but I also want people to keep burning shit down. Because I feel like nothing is ever going to change. I feel like we just need to burn. Just burn it down and start all over. I 
know that's not logical and that's, you know, but at this point, what else can we do to stop the police from shooting us? And after we get shot, how do we get the police to be charged? It, it, it doesn't make sense. Like me, me and my wife were talking about the verdict and everything that happened. And there's just, there's a lot of like back and forth about this, about like people trying to, people are simply trying to justify this. Like I saw some posts that was saying, you know, Breonna Taylor wasn't uh, like an actual nurse. She was an EMT or she got kicked out of the EMT school or uh, she she'd been arrested before for doing drugs. Like there was all these things. Like she was, they were they were giving her the Trayvon Martin treatment. Like when he after in his case, all of a sudden there's these pictures of him smoking weed coming out. All of a sudden he's no angel. So they did the exact same. They're running the same playbook. It's a playbook that they run when it comes to black people. And yeah, you when you like if you just look at it, like there's no there's no reason you can justify her someone not being held accountable for that. Like I said, make Breonna Taylor a baby. And you just say, hey, I don't know, man. Like, the drug dealer shot, so I just shot, and I killed a baby. That's my bad, but, you know, no, we're not going to charge anybody with that. People, people go crazy about that. Someone needs to be held accountable for this. And is it, is it logical and rational for people to go out into the streets and riot and burn stuff and loot and all that stuff? No, it's not logical and rational, but you know what? People are tired of this. This has been going on for decades, hundreds of years. So I get it. People are, people are, and you think Target cares if a Target gets burned down? Target's burning money. At McDonald's, a Wendy's, like all these buildings, they got billion dollar corporations that just come through and just suck up out of money out of the community. So it's not like that's our shit. That's not our businesses. Well, you say that it's not logical, but the idea of wanton endangerment is also not logical. So burn it down. Like episode one, burn it down. Like it is what it is, man. <laughs> Property can be replaced, human lives cannot be. Sure can. Let me let me let me play this real quick. This this is from uh uh a, a kid on uh Oh white kid. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's like on TikTok or whatever, but let me just say this before I play what he says. This kid is going to get written out of his will so quickly for saying this. As soon as his dad sees this video, he's going to be like, not my son. Hell no. If you defend Breonna Taylor's killers, you are not pro-Second Amendment. What does the Second Amendment do? It allows us to arm ourselves against tyranny. Conservatives will say we need to arm ourselves for when the government tries to infringe on our rights. But then, when the government, the police, break into someone's house, Breonna Taylor... And her boyfriend grabs a gun to defend himself. Immediately, the conservatives side with the police. The government. You're telling me you need guns to defend yourself against the government? But then when the government breaks down these people's door and shoots them 20 times, you're siding with the police? And you're saying this dude shouldn't have armed himself in self-defense? You're not pro-Second Amendment. You're just a simp for the Republicans. If you're a pro-gun person who's siding with the police over Breonna Taylor... I'm just going to assume you've never had an original thought in your life, and I'm going to disregard everything you say from here on out. Because I know you're just repeating talking points and not thinking. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people that think that, that you know, agree with what happened to Breonna Taylor. Like, oh, well, that'll never happen to me. 
okay, man. Okay. They've, they, they've made movies about stuff like this where all it's always poor people. It's always people of color that are getting mistreated, mistreated, beat down, all these things. And the rich people are just like, oh, that'll never happen to me. I'm, I'm untouchable. I'm living in my you know, ivory tower. I can't be touched. And then at some point, they get touched. And now it's like, what do you do? What do you do at that point? Yeah, it's it's definitely unfortunate, but <sighs> wanton endangerment. That is that is that is the new one. That is that is a new one, man. Like it it's one of those things where like even the situations like again, we're always demonized and the whole with black people, like, hey, you know, if you don't like this country, get out. It's like, well shit, how much you want to pay me? Cut the check, I'm out of here, dog. Like I, I would leave for the right amount of money if they were like, yo, we'll cut a check, get the black people out of here. Sign me up. I'm out of here. I got time for it. Like, I can literally die in my sleep from one time endangerment. Literally doing absolutely nothing. And I can get killed. And then nothing's going to happen. Yeah, it, it, it really makes you wonder sometimes. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild out here in these streets, man. But, you know, hopefully uh, we're moving towards change. Uh, as bad as things are, I think things are getting better. But again, like I've I've heard many people say that the time for in- incremental change is is done and gone. We need big, big, broad, sweeping changes, like legislatively, and just throughout the whole system. And, and just to, to tie this in real quick with a lot of the people uh, that get up in a tizzy about the whole "quote unquote" defunding the police, which this ties into. <clears throat> Because, again, I'm sure you've seen homeless people, you've seen people, you've seen schools without resources. If you know teachers, most of the times they have to buy school supplies for their kids that the school should be providing. Yet the the city or the the state of Kentucky has just twelve million dollars put in a pocket for police malfeasance. Right. So when people say defund the police, they mean take the money that you just paid this family for murdering their child. And you could use it for other things. You could even use some of that money to train these cops how to police their communities better, right? And and my thing is like, even with the no knock warrant thing, if if your surveillance is as good as it should be, if you have all this money and resources to spend on your policing, if this person that you were looking for is that big of a problem or, or that big of a target. If you have the ability just to knock on their door, why don't you just wait outside their house? Why don't you bug their car? Why don't you tap their car? If you if you're that sure they're in that house to the point where you're gonna kick down the door and start guns a blazing, why not wait it out? Put somebody in the front of the house, put somebody in the back of the house. Why did you feel the need at that point in time to hey, this is the time to catch this guy when I go in guns a blazing? We obviously think it's a dangerous situation. We have to do this. And we're still just going to dive into it anyway. It's like, hey, you know what? This guy might not have guns, but he's dangerous enough. We're going to kick the door in the middle of the night and attack this person. Like, if you really logically think it out, like, what do you think was going to happen? You think he was in there having, like, a tea party or, like, he's in that deep sleep that, hey, if somebody kicks down my door, I'm not going to react? Like, really thinking about this now, like, retrospect, it's like, it, it literally doesn't make any sense. But I digress. Defunding the police means reallocate these seemingly unlimited resources that they had to do all this bullshit and improve the community, make the community better. Maybe if people in these areas that are disenfranchised could get jobs or had places to go to work or get scholarships for school, maybe they wouldn't participate in some of these activities around that neighborhood. 
like $12 million can go a long way to help your community get better, but they would rather spend that money on what I saw in one state. I don't know if it's true or not, but I would not doubt it is now they have these like Captain America style shields that have taser like lines in them so they can hit people with the shields and simultaneously tase them. Oh my God. Meanwhile, I saw somebody tweet out, they're doing this while my mom has to purchase her own school supplies in that same state. So that that's what the defund police means. It means reallocate the money for the bullshit to actually make your community better. So things like this don't happen. But I guess the big picture is if you do this, then a lot of these people will not have a job. So people don't want to hear the truth, but it is what it is. Yep, shout out to Aaron Moses. That is too much extra work. It doesn't make any sense, man. But yeah, uh, smooth transition to, uh, unfortunately, I hate to make this transition, but from from one black woman getting shot to another one, uh, the, the Canadian midget decided to finally come out of the closet and out of his hiding and, and speak, or what we thought was going to be speak on the uh, oh my God. Megan Stallion <laughs> situation. Um, and he, he he pulled the wool over a lot of people's eyes because apparently this this illegal immigrant decided to drop an album on our head tops, uh, I guess detailing his side of the story with this incident. Um, I did not participate in the foolishness, but enough people did apparently on Apple uh, Apple iTunes that it was like number one on the charts at some point. And I was like, wow. Like, every time things like this happen regarding the Canadian mission, it's like, first and foremost, like, why is he not in jail? Like, how is he still out? Why is he out here tweeting about, like, legal proceedings going on? You know what I'm saying? Where does he have the time to record a whole album or mixtape while all this is going on? Like, I feel like there's just a lot of bad decisions compounding upon themselves, which I don't think is going to play out well for him in the long run. Like, at this point, he should have jumped on a plane, flew back to Canada, kicked it with Drake or Justin Bieber, whoever the famous Canadians are out there, and just been done. Like, hey, man, America, I'm done with you. Like, take your L and go home. But to, to kind of pull that stunt and, and kind of use this incident and try to promote himself and his music off the, the pain of this, this Black woman is... It's, it's not a good look, but I mean... It's crazy to see it go number one on iTunes, but again, like we've said in this podcast many times, you can go back and check one of our many episodes. Nobody gets canceled. Nobody gets canceled. Not yet. Except for Daniel Caesar. Daniel Caesar actually got canceled, but everybody else besides Daniel Caesar, nobody gets canceled. All right. What 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 man? Go ahead. What did what did you think about what uh what Tory Lanez did with this uh album release? Uh, well, fiasco. I did not listen. I didn't listen to the album. I heard like little sound clips on the shade room and Twitter. I definitely think he's trash. You know, he's saying, "Oh, the truth is going to come out." When, from what I heard, he was just saying that they had something going on. They were dating or whatever. Okay, but why did you shoot her? Like, y'all were y'all were creeping up. But why did you shoot her? And everybody is justifying it and well maybe he did it why did he shoot her and if he did not shoot her who else shot her because i'm looking on twitter and everybody's like well maybe it was somebody else well her best friend didn't shoot her and the security guard didn't shoot her so there's only one person left in the car which was tory and 
another thing that irritated me is when he said, you know, oh, she was jealous that I was talking to Kylie. Why did you shoot her? Like, I, I don't That's understand. a solid question. That's a very solid question to ask. What happened? You said you were going to finally speak your side of the story and you're talking about y'all were creeping. Why did you shoot this woman twice in her feet? In both of her feet? Like, what happened? Like, what led up to that moment? And I've definitely been seeing a lot of trash takes on the internet, you know, with men and, well, let's hear both sides of the story. What, what side is it to somebody getting shot in both of their feet? What could she have done to justify her getting shot? Like, unless she shot Tori in the head, why did he shoot her in both of her feet? Um, I definitely, but he was definitely trash for making a whole album and trying to make money off of the situation. But I feel like Megan, she's in a lose-lose situation. They were on her because she didn't say anything. She wasn't telling her side of the story. That was a problem. When she finally came out and said, okay, well, since y'all have all these questions, Tori shot me. Then that's a problem. Then all of a sudden, she's a snitch. And it's, it's crazy. Like, I, I don't understand who can still be on Tori's side at this point. Like, what justification is there for a man to shoot a woman or, you know, or for anybody to shoot anybody when, even if there was an altercation, why did he shoot her in her feet? Because I feel like if you're pulling a gun out on me, you're intending to harm me. If you pull the trigger, you're trying to kill me. So luckily she just got shot in the feet, but you pulled out a gun on me. You were trying to take my life, but you make an album about it. That's, that's, this is, this is bad. Like, I think when this first happened, I asked the question about, uh, has this ever happened before? As far as a rapper shooting another rapper. And as far as I know, this is something that's never happened before. So this is uncharted territory for a lot of people. And a lot all the people that just were just coming out of the woodwork questioning Megan's silence and then questioning her actual statements are just it's it's embarrassing but just to <clears throat> get on Tory like I didn't realize that he had this type of fan base like apparently he's got a lot of people that listen to his music I've never listened to his music before the only time I've actually clicked on a song of his it wasn't even his he was featured on it was the what's poppin remix because I was trying to figure out what this Jack Harlow thing was, and he's on that song apparently, and he's a rapper and he sings too. So, me personally, I don't know anything about his music. I don't listen to his music. I don't do anything like that. So, uh, I think I listened to one album of his, and the Controller remix was was fire before it got canceled. So, but. I didn't. I, I I'm sure if you played like his most popular song, I might have heard it, but I didn't know that that's who it was. Like I didn't know. I'm not aware of Tory Lanez's music, so. When he first said, uh, you know, that he was going to speak on it on, I guess, Friday night at midnight, I was under the assumption that, OK, he's going to go on Instagram live because that's where I know him from. I know him from quarantine radio. So I'm like, OK, so he's going to do his quarantine radio thing. He's going to try to, you know, put on a, an ascot or something or maybe a turtleneck and some bifocals and, you know, use all the big T.I. words and try to make himself sound innocent. I was like, all right, I'll check that out. But then I, you know. I go to his IG and it's nothing. And then I check the timeline and I see like the uh, Daystar. So I'm like, all right, bet. So he just put out a song. 
let me go check out this song. So maybe he just put it, this was the only way he could express himself was through this one song. So I go to Apple Music, I type in Daystar, it's a fucking 18, 19 track album. 19? Oh, I, I, don't know. I don't know how many tracks it is, but it's over an hour long. And I'm like, nigga, I ain't doing this now. <laughs> like, you, you, like <laughs> this isn't something that you did out of the blue. You had to go in there, sit down, write out all these damn songs, go into the booth, record them, re-record them, master and mix them, and then you, like... You had to roll this thing out and did like, and you got to, the timing of it. Like, read the room, bro. The Breonna Taylor verdict just came out. The day before, Megan Thee Stallion was named like Time, Time Magazine's top 100 influential people. That same week, she was announced to be the first musical guest on Saturday Night Live. So Megan's got all this stuff happening for her, right? And now you want to bring your little troll Canadian ass over here and start talking about, oh, I got an album. I, I need y'all to listen to it because I'm about to speak the truth. What truth are you speaking? Because I haven't heard anything different from anybody or from you. you you're saying you're like he's saying he's sorry, he's sorry and this isn't what happened. Well, then what happened to her? You could have easily just got on Instagram live and said something. But instead, you need to go into the to the booth and harmonize your feelings over 17 tracks. like. Bro, so, what? So, so the homie Aaron Moses, Aaron, he said he listened to it. He said it's all right. Um, like I said, somebody, somebody was out here listening to it. And I, I do want to point out at, at one point, f- for the sake of the podcast, I would play a little devil's advocate, but I'm going to refrain from that because, again, there's there's really, at this point, there's, there's no other side at this point. As, as, I, as I keep my socks on, I said, why did you shoot her? Unless it was some sort of face-off and they both had pistols to each other's head, which there was only one gun apparently present, then you have security. If you're if you were that drunk, first there's a lot of questions, man. If you're that drunk, first of all, your security shouldn't allow you to have a weapon, especially you're not being an American citizen. That's that's already problematic. And if you're wild enough to, to pull out a weapon on somebody and then shoot at them as well, like what is your security doing? What what what, what was their purpose at that point? They need to be deported as well if they're Canadian. But um, and, and I would I would just say it's like the only two questions that we need answered from Tori is one, uh, who shot her, and if it was you, why? That's all I need to know about. I don't need seventeen songs, bro. I don't need it, and like. I don't want to. I don't want to like uh, speak out of turn or out of turn because we we do have a black woman on the podcast, but this is just another example of why it's just harder for them to just exist. You know what I'm saying? And if if I'm if I'm saying something like that's not factual, just let me know. But like. When like Megan Thee Stallion gets shot, all of a sudden it's all right. What she do? Was she was she beating him? Did, did she? What did she do to deserve it? We start victim blaming. You look at, you want to go bigger. We look at what R. Kelly was going through. He was raping black girls. He was kidnapping black girls. He was able to do that for twenty years, and nobody cared because they were black girls. We don't care about them like that. You want to uh. Just if you want to even minimalize it, black women want to go to work with their natural hair. It's an issue. 
you want to wear your hair out, it's an issue. All of a sudden, it's messy. It's nappy. You they they want you to clean it up. They want you to straighten it out or or whatever. Uh, dialect, slang, culture. It's ghetto when black women do it, but when uh, white girls or Hispanic girls do it, all of a sudden, oh, this is a new trend. Oh, oh, uh, one of the Kardashians is wearing cornrows. That's a new thing. Oh, they got long nails now. That's a new thing, but it's ghetto when they do it. Uh, pregnancy and childbirth, stuff like that. The, I didn't realize it until like looking it up when, for when, when uh, my wife was pregnant with our second kid. It is insanity how high the mortality rates are for black women compared to everybody else. Like Serena Williams almost died in childbirth. Like that's if Serena Williams has these issues and that's Serena Williams, arguably the greatest athlete America has ever produced. And she's going through that. Like what, 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 where are they supposed to turn to? How are they supposed to, we, we gotta like, just like lift them up. So that my thing is, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving Tori any bail. Like at this point, like we, we just can't be like, all right, well, we got to hear what he has to say. Like we need to go through and listen to his album. Nah, man, we can't keep doing that. Well, to be fair to kind of tie back to uh, what I keep my socks on said, as far as with the uh, Megan situation, people uh, trying to encourage her to speak out. um, We got to remember that Twitter and social media is kind of, not reality is kind of the, the worst of people because they can kind of hide behind screen names and pictures and avatars and whatnot. But I, I think a lot of these celebrities, just people in general that are in the spotlight, they shouldn't feel like they have an obligation to talk to these people. Like I get it in, in this new era with social media where everything is like you can reach out and touch everybody. And in, in situations like that, you're not in the capacity of an artist, like you're a human being. So they, they don't necessarily have to tell us anything. And I don't think they should. And and I kind of also blame the stand culture as well. Like I wish there was a, a filter I could put on Twitter to get rid of stands. Like anybody with these stand accounts just worshiping these celebrities. Like, okay, I get it. Enjoy the music. But then at the end of the day, realize they are, they're people at the same time. But uh, definitely uh, can't let these Twitter people kind of warp our brains as much as we're on social media. We, we know there are good and decent people out here. It's just, again, they're not really the ones to get the, the loudest voices. Like, for example, I saw a girl on Twitter pretty much essentially tweeting like, yo, like, I don't really fuck with uh, Tory Lanez like that. But she was like, oh, this song on her album was jamming. And of course, when you say something controversial like that, you're going to get these retweets and attentions. But she's getting flamed, boy. She's getting killed. She's like, oh, but I support Megan. Well, then, like, it, why did you feel the need to, to put that out? Because, of course, you wanted attention. You weren't retweets, but you got the attention and you got that smoke to shit and want it. So it's like this is one of those things where, like, those those people come out the woodworks at this point to kind of say those things to get that attention. But I think for the most part, sane people, the, the real sane people understand, like, yo, this is a serious issue. Like with the whole, like what Marcus said with the pregnancy issue. It goes back to one thing I said a couple episodes back, I think, with uh, <clears throat> Chadwick Bozeman passing, as far as like representation matters. Like, there are studies that show that like black doctors can communicate with black people better. Like, it's they kind of go out of the way to, to care and they can relate, or black people feel like they can open up and communicate better with them. Same with teachers. Yeah, yeah, helping them 
be like, hey, I really don't feel good, as where a white doctor might not pry that much. And then they run into issues where, hey, you know, this person, you know, write them off and they die like a, an hour later for issues that could have been kind of um, mitigated. So, but uh, M- Mr. Savage just joined the podcast. Uh, yeah, what, what are thank you, you very much. I've just heard y'all run on and on and on. I didn't want y'all to. I don't want to cut anybody off. I've never met you. I keep my socks on. Uh, I'm AC3 Savage, so definitely nice to meet you. Nice to have you on the podcast. Uh, My thoughts when it comes to this type of situation, I kind of agree with Ross in a sense. It was was a bad time to drop a mixtape. And then being a man and a black man, like, okay, you're not obligated to say what happened, but to sit here and try to capitalize off of what happened by dropping a mixtape that that's some corny stuff that's some cornball stuff uh will i listen to the mixtape no uh is it my business what happened between the four people in that car it's not but at the end of the day we as black men have to do a better job of supporting and protecting our black women you know so we, we can't have this stuff happen i don't care if she had 50 knives on Tory Lane. If she was beating his ass, if she had a gun on him, defuse the situation. Why are you shooting a woman in the foot? Like, what is wrong with you? And to me, the other thing that I don't like is people are constantly bringing up Chris Brown, who's already paid for his crime. That was years ago, but they constantly bring him back into the fray of what happened. And it's like, no, I don't want any focus to be off of Tory Lane's. His ass needs to be canceled. Bottom line, it, it should be no more streams. It should be no more IG. If you're following him, you can unfollow me kindly. Like he needs to be canceled because there's no excuse for his heinous action. You short ass bitch. Anyway, I'm, y'all go ahead. You know what? Fuck all short people. Actually, wow. Niggas <laughs> under five five, they have some sort of a problem with them. <laughs> anyway, they have that Napoleon complex that we all know. So maybe that's why he felt so threatened is because he's a short ass nigga, and we all know that short niggas have something miswired in their brain cells or something. So any short nigga that feels the need to run up, I'm six one, and I'll knock your bitch ass out. So and, and just to kind of kind of spin, I guess, a positive maybe from the situations that before things went sour, this did show the uh, vertically challenged gentlemen that they can uh, they can bag a stallion if the if your chips fall right, I guess. I don't know if she like they had some like weird role play where she put like the pacifier in his mouth and this one like baby shakes. He he's mad little. Like I thought they was gaslight, like dude is like five three. Like he is literally a child. Like he can't ride the rides at like Six Flags and Disney World. Okay, Magic. He did come out and clap back at Ross and said he was five seven. So who knows? But so according to the Wikipedia, that is the, the streets. The streets are saying he's five three, bro. Like it, it is what it is. But I mean, hey man, I think he's got a court case soon, right, Marcus? Yeah, October eleventh, I think it is. Because again, I'm still confused. Like, how is he not like in prison? I don't get this. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make it. I, Tory Lanez don't got that kind of money, and he's not American. So like, yeah. is he is he like in a, a Canadian like diplomat's house where he has like diplomatic immunity or something like that? Like I don't know. I'm mad confused. He but just might. He just the timeline is going to be on fire when when that happens. Let's see. Aaron says that's not true. All short people don't have a complex. 
And I think the whole Napoleon complex thing, I think I was listening to somebody said like historically he wasn't actually short for his time. He was like actually a little taller than average height, but it is what it is. But yeah, it, it's it's a it's a wild situation going on, but um we'll see. We know this this saga is far from over, but um yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Real quick. Real quick, while we're, we're taking a pause from the negatives, and we'll go to a uh, semi-positive negative. Uh, the Falcons. Real oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if you keep up with sports, ma'am, but do you keep up with sports? Like, do you have a football team or basketball team? Or um, a little bit. It depends on what kind of sports we're talking. Let's say football. Do you do you do you have a specific team you keep up with, like from your hometown or anything like that? Unfortunately, I'm from Atlanta, so my home team are the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, so you're you're okay. So you know the struggle. So if you if you watched last week's game, we managed to make history again, being the first team to have a score 39 points, have four turnovers, not turn the ball over, and lose the football game. As we made history in the Super Bowl, blowing a 28-3 lead to lose in overtime to the Patriots. Now we've continued to make history as being the first team to have a player put on the COVID-19 reserve list. As if our secondary wasn't trash enough, our starting cornerback, A.J. Terrell, is out with COVID. So the way the Falcons do things as we make history, we might actually shut down the NFL this year by, for, for, by one player. We might, we might shut the lead down because for whatever reason, these, these stringent COVID protocols that apparently when they tweet out before every game, nobody tests positive for Somebody's lying. I've never really believed those numbers. I think the NFL is going to do what's in its, in its best interest to keep the games going and keep the money rolling in. But unless they have like a CDC rep in there overseeing things and putting out these numbers, I don't believe none of the numbers. I just don't believe it. That's so bad. Because the, And then they said he, he uh, they got tested Friday, but then they had practice Friday also, and he didn't get the results until today. So it's like does the whole team have to be quarantined now? Because it's just and like... If in, in theory, at least the whole... Because I'm sure they do film study with the DVs. You're touching receivers because you're, you're, you're hand-checking them. You're, you're knocking down passes. But I, you're not going to shut the whole team down, right? But if that were to happen in a school, then the whole school would be... The whole classroom at least would be shut down. So, again, like y'all believe the NFL if y'all want to, man. I don't trust them cast at all. Yeah, it's, it's out of control. Shout out I to the Falcons. the Falcons can sit out. We can sit the season out. We don't have to. I, I you know what? I, I knew I, I knew I liked you. I knew I liked you when you came on. I, I agree. Just sit them out. Go ahead and fire all the coaches now. You know what I'm saying? Let the players get some rest. You know, go on vacation. I don't know, but it's it's out of control over here in Atlanta. But anywho, uh, Mark, I know you want to talk about the the social dilemma that I neglected to watch because I was. Uh, Watching Mob Psycho 100, an excellent <laughs> anime that I don't recommend. <laughs> I thought it was about to be like all some real mobster stuff. It's, oh my oh, god, Mob is the goat, man. Shout out to Mob Psycho, but yeah, man. What I, I'm sure I, I get the gist of this because there's like mad like documentaries on how social media warps everybody's brain. But let us know what the streets are talking about. Yeah, so there's a, a documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma, and it's Essentially, uh, letting people know, like, it's, it's, 
they're interviewing people that are behind some of the uh, features on social media, where whether it be like uh, Gmail, the like button on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and trying to like the algorithms and things of that nature and trying to get people to actually stay on your phone. There's people in the business that were in the business that are basically saying like, Hey, this, this stuff is out of control. Like they've essentially created something that we as humans aren't prepared to deal with and that we don't fully understand the side effects about, uh, social media and everything that comes with it so i'll, I'll ask you like uh how did, how did you feel about the documentary like watching it and uh towards the end and everything like that well i did find that it was very interesting especially um what was interesting to me is how they were saying um what was it like based on sometimes where you live, your location, when you go into Google things, they show you, you know, like what are people around you thinking? What are people around you Googling? And I felt like that was interesting, you know, like when they typed in climate change and depending on where you live, then it either popped up, is climate change real? Is it not real? Um, I found that was interesting. I do know, you know, that based on what you Google, you know, you have targeted ads, but I didn't know that, that it went as deep as, you know, some of the stuff went, especially on Facebook. But like you said, I definitely don't think that they were prepared for social media when they were talking about the statistics for like the teen suicide rates are going up for young girls. That was insane. That was um, so insane. They, like the suicide rates have increased by like a hundred something percent. And a lot of it is linked to social media, which it was sad because I feel like, especially young girls, you know, like in middle school age, they can't deal with cyberbullying and stuff like that. Like it's easy for an adult to say, okay, well, I'm just going to log off. You know, I'm not going to argue child, I'm going to log off. But as a child, they may not have that, you know, whatever in them to say, okay, well, let me just log off. It's not that serious. You know, they're bullying me, just turn off the phone. But as a child, you may not do that. And I definitely felt that that was interesting that social media is causing suicide rates to go up by quite a bit. So real, real quick, just to butt in real quick with your point to like some of the kids might have the might have the uh, control of the mental facilities developed to just log off. There's a lot of adults that can't do it either. Because if you go on Twitter, you see people be arguing for hours. I'm like, dog, like you don't have a job. Like, do you not have something to do with your life besides argue with some probably a bot that just made an account or just somebody that you're never gonna see? And I'm sometimes I, I will admit I am a bit I'm bad sometimes, but I'm not as bad as most. But it, there are sometimes like, yo, you put your phone down, but you're like, hmm, I wonder what this person said. I wonder if they responded. You kind of get to pick up your phone wanting to engage with it, but tying back to what I said about celebrities and whatnot, you don't owe anybody a response on Twitter, on social media. You're, I don't have to respond to you if I don't want to. Like that's, It's not my job to argue back and forth with you or continue to debate with you. I tweet it. That's what I want to say. That's my business. I can go about my life. If you don't like it, unfollow me, block me. It is what it is. Now, if you want to have like an intelligent conversation where you're not cussing at people and calling me outside my name, 
I'll carve out some time to do that because I could probably possibly learn something you could too. But if you're going to call me out, out my name and whatnot, then I don't have time for that. But that that is a good point. And, and we we did an episode a little while back. So there's another documentary on Netflix that's called like the social. It's called mm-hmm. the social or something, but it, it kind of followed like four kids and it, it kind of carried the same talking points, like how social media messes with young girls. Like there was a girl that got bullied out of her school and like she's going to commit suicide or she attempted to commit suicide just because of the cyberbullying and stuff like that. Uh, Aaron, this is on Netflix. It's called The Social Experiment. Social Dilemma. Social Dilemma. Yes, on well, Netflix. The, the, the number the five on there. The difference between this one and the previous one about, because uh, that one was more so about Instagram, and it was basically them talking to four people, four young people that were in Instagram pretty heavy. And as someone who, like, if, say you're someone who's not on the internet that much for some reason, or you're someone who doesn't have Instagram, you just have Facebook or whatever, you could watch that documentary and just be like, okay, well, these are just kids. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to deal with this stuff. You know, when they grow up, they'll be able to, they'll grow out of this Instagram thing. With the social dilemma, this is, these are people that are inside the buildings that are making these decisions in this documentary. There was one guy, he works at, uh, he worked at Reddit and his job was essentially to be like, all right, well, how do we get people to keep looking at the screen? Because when they, when they broke it down, like, you, you think that they just track, like, what app you're looking at or how long you're looking at your phone. They are tracking specifically what you are looking at because every phone has a front-facing camera. So they can tell what your facial expression is when you look at certain posts. So if a certain certain somebody that you like comes up on your timeline and you smile, the phone is more likely to put that up, something that they're doing to get you back on the phone because they know that you like that. So, like... This guy, he works at Reddit. That's his job is to keep people on the phone. So he's like, he's doing that for eight to 10 hours a day. He goes home, he's hanging out, he's on his phone. And then he goes to Reddit and he's like, all right, I'm gonna get off Reddit. And then two hours later, he's still falling for the same tricks that he put into the system. He is, he invented these systems to keep people on the phone and he can't get off of it. Like he knows the playbook, and yet he can't get off of it. So to expect kids or old people or even people our age, like, I, I feel like the younger generation is just fucked completely because they get on social media. Like, they, the idea of social media has occurred to them a lot earlier than it was for, for millennials. Like, for us, it was more so, <clears throat> like, in high school, towards the end of high school. Like, I didn't get on Facebook until I graduated high school because a lot of people aren't going to know this, but to get on Facebook, you had to have a college email because that's what Facebook was for, for college kids. So if you didn't have a college email, you couldn't get on Facebook. So there was pretty much just college kids. Now anybody can get on Facebook. So it's totally different. Like as a kid, once you hit like eight or nine years old, you probably have a Facebook. You might have an Instagram or a Snapchat or whatever social TikTok, like there's so many other things that you just, that's just ingrained into society that like, I remember a time where you wanted to get on MySpace, you had to get on the computer and you click to see what notifications you got. They weren't always on your phone and you could always see them. I remember a time where you didn't have a computer in your pocket. 
where being on a computer was a privilege or a luxury or anything like that. And it's it's totally different now. And it's just the whole idea of people being able to sell your data and social media and cell phones are are the only acceptable addictions in in this country. Like if you go and tell someone, hey man, I can't stop smoking crack. They're gonna be like, hey man, we're gonna get you some help because you need to stop smoking crack. You stole a VCR the other day, it's 2020. They don't even make VCRs anymore and you're still stealing them to get some crack. You tell someone you're an alcoholic, you got five DUIs, they're gonna try to get you some help. You tell someone you can't stop eating McDonald's, they'll try to get you some help because it's not healthy for you. You tell someone you're addicted to your phone or addicted to Facebook, eh, it'll be all right. Just put it down, you know? But we're not we're not equipped to deal with this because we've never been here before. And the thing that the thing that I guess scared me watching this is the ability to keep people on their phones. They are getting better at that every day. Every day they're getting better at keeping you on your phone, keeping you on social media, keeping you on any app. And we don't we don't know how to combat that. They're they're five or six years ahead of us. In, in developing that technology. And we're just like, we got the little thing that I got something on Sundays that tells me how long I looked at my phone, but that's about it. Yo, like, <laughs> I got to think of my phone. I said it a while back that tells me like, once I'm on Twitter or social media for a certain amount of hours, it's like, yo, it's like your time is up for the day. Uh, <laughs> 15 minutes or shut it down. I ignore that shit every single time. I don't even know why I have it on my phone. I'm like, hey man, it is what it is. <laughs> Ignore. <laughs> scroll, 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 scroll. <laughs> like, I don't even care, dog. I mean, I've gotten better. Like, I'm not on Twitter as much because I kind of I'm kind of busy now with like work and stuff like that. But it, it is one of those things where, like, yeah, they they got the game locked up. Like, and, and it's crazy because you think about what you did like pre-social media when there's like anterior technology with like you know your flip phones or your you know Motorola's. You didn't have all the ability to search net with so much ease. And it's like you get to the point where it's like, yo, if I go on vacation or something like that, like you feel guilty not having your phone, even though before that time you weren't paying the money for the extra international package. You just be out there you'd be out there doing your thing, enjoying life and using an actual camera to take pictures. Like that's the biggest finesse. Like, oh, well, I want to leave my phone, but if I leave my phone, I don't have a camera. and I can't take pictures. But the moment you take a picture, what do you have to do next? Upload to Twitter, upload to Instagram, upload to Facebook, and they suck you right back in. Like it's you can't, you, you literally cannot win for losing. You know what even, I'm saying? Even with this, even after I watched this documentary, the first thing I did was go to Twitter. Like, did anybody watch this? Is anybody watching this movie? But it's like, what else am I supposed to do? Like, I guess I could have called somebody. I guess, but like, but you still got the phone to do that. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I pick up my phone. I'm like, yo, I don't even remember what I was gonna do, but now I'm on Twitter, dog. Like. And I don't even know why I'm on Twitter because I had nothing to say. I'm just up there scrolling for no reason. I was like, oh, wait, I need to use the calculator. How did I end up on Twitter for 25 minutes? <laughs> help. Help me. <laughs> I need help. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, wait. It's okay. Wait. Aaron has an interesting take. He says, I don't think you can be addicted to social media. I think you're full of shit. <laughs> how? How? Please tell me how. Unless you don't have any, unless you have limitations on your data, which that's kind of not a thing anymore. 
Like you, you literally can be on the phone all day and all night. And even if you ha- don't have the limited data, you have Wi-Fi at your house or you have Wi-Fi at McDonald's. Well, here's, here's, it's like it's like a there's a physical thing that happens to you if you're someone who's on social media, like the uh the dopamine, like that, yeah. that whole thing. That's like a chemical thing. Like if you get a notification, it's almost like a crackhead getting some crack. It's that strong of a positive feeling for you. And that doesn't that's just that's not for people that just casually are on social media. That's for just pretty, that's for everybody. Like if you're, I think they did a study where like uh, they had people uh, sitting, facing like a computer, like I'm doing right now. And then they put their phone behind them and they left the, like the volume up and they're just like, Hey, just focus on the computer, do this, do this. And their phones would go off. Like they do it on purpose, like set the phone off. And like the triggers inside that person's body was just like they get anxiety because it's like, all right, well, what is that? Am I missing something? What's happening? And then when they actually were able to get the phone to check the notifications, like they get that dopamine rush or that feeling. And now they're they're high. They're getting that high by looking at their phone. So it's you're getting the same feeling that someone gets from doing heroin. Like they've done studies on this. Like that's like saying, well, I don't think anybody can be actually addicted to alcohol. Like you can. Big facts. Big facts. You can definitely be addicted to social media. I think I have a couple of friends that are addicted to social media. Like you have to post every day, all day. You have to let us know what you're eating for breakfast, lunch, dinner. You have to let us know what your boyfriend did to you today. You have to let us know what your kid did today. You have to log in every day. You have to check your notification as soon as that you get that little red thing. I feel like that may be an addiction. Like, you know, you can't put your phone down and have a good time. You have to show us what you're doing at the party. Like, I've had people ask me, you know, okay, well, did you have a good time on your vacation? I'm like, yeah. Well, you didn't post anything. You didn't post that much. So, so were you, you really having a good it. time? Yes, I was too busy having a good time to post. <laughs> like, but I definitely think people can be addicted. They just don't realize it. Because if you can't go a whole day without checking your Instagram, or checking your notification, then you might be a little addicted. Well, you don't you don't want to believe that you could be addicted to it. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's just Facebook, it's just Twitter. Like when you like right. it's like when you think of an addict, we all we like we you think of a, you think of Pookie, you know what I'm saying? You think of crackheads, like those are addicts. People out here sucking dick for smack, like those guys got problems. I'm not sucking dick to get on Twitter, but I am addicted to Twitter. Like I'm on Twitter a lot. So I can admit that I'm addicted to it. And I, I mean, like, but there, like, there's no really, there are things that you can do to help combat that. And with some of the things I had to do, you know, turning, turning the notifications off like that, that was a big one for me. Like I had them on for a while and it's just like, before it would just be like, all right, someone mentioned you. So you'd get that notification. So it's like, all right, well, let me turn those notifications off. Then all of a sudden it's like, all right, well, Someone retweeted something that you would be interested in. I'm like, bro, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> but that's but that's intentional. Like, if they like your phone will notice, like, hey, he's not checking his phone as much as he used to. He normally at the and you, when you watch the documentary, you'll see this. Normally at this time, he's on his phone. Why isn't he there? Okay, well, he turned his notifications off. Well, what is he into? What is he like? He tweets about basketball a lot. Hey, let's let's throw out a notification saying like, hey. LeBron James did this. That don't get him to check his phone. And then once he checks it, 
we got him hooked. Now we can start selling him ads or selling selling him. And then one of one of the things that they said in the documentary was like, there's only two businesses that uh, refer to their customers as users, and that's drug dealers and social media platforms. Like we are the users. Those are the only two businesses, companies, or whatever that refer to us as that. So they're going to do what it takes to get you. And once they get you, they they, they pretty much got you. So I would suggest, and, and this wasn't a documentary that was just saying like, you know, just delete social media forever, but they're just kind of letting you know, like, hey, you're, you're being played. When you're, when you're watching a YouTube video and the, you know, here's what you should watch next and you click on that, that's how they get you by you. They're just going to keep you there. Keep, keep selling you things. And that's all that is there for. Like once, once people are able to make money off of something, they stop trying to make it better. Right. You can, you can look at anything. Madden. I've, Madden. <laughs> they, they quit trying to improve Madden because people keep giving $60 every year for it. Look I've at, played it one time. <laughs> I've played yeah, it one time. But, but they got your $60 already. Or even like like when the when the iPhone came out. Like so the first iPhone it had it did it. I don't even remember if it had a camera at all, but so you add a camera. So now you add a light. Now you add a front facing camera. Now you can add YouTube. Now you have apps. At some point, the, the iPad isn't gonna get that much better. So instead of trying to maybe have all these people engineers instead of them working on all right well how do we make our filters look better on the ipad 20 maybe we can work on something else that's actually innovative that actually can help people but not well we can just keep making money off of redoing that like the i the iphone is just going to become madden at some point it's like what's the they're not gonna they're not gonna make this thing any better there's like the iphone started off as small and then it went, or it started off as big, and then they made it small, and now it's big again. Like we're in reruns. Y'all got y'all got nothing else. Like what are we doing? We're gonna add another camera before the camera. Like at this point, at this rate, they just keep adding them. I know for myself, I had to uh, kind of take a step back sometimes, and like I also turned my notifications off because. You know, I don't like it bothering me all day. And I felt like when I did that, like, I just have specific times a day where I'll go on social media. And some people they act like I'm ghosting them, but it's like I have other stuff to do. You know, if not, it, social media will suck me in. And it's like I'll go from one app to the next app. Then I'm going to check my email. Then I got to check this email. Then let me go to Twitter. Let me go to IG. Let me go to Snapchat. Let me go to Facebook. Oh, snap. I got this notification. I got to go back here. Let me scroll up and down this. Let me scroll. And it's just like, you'll look around and it's like, because sometimes in the morning on the weekends, I'll look up. I'm on social media for like a whole hour out of nowhere. Like, what the heck? So it definitely has this way of sucking you in. And to me, it can be addictive. Like, I know some people that live for social media, like they dictate their whole lives based off of social media. That's how it is. Did, did you see that? Uh, uh, that's when you mentioned that point. There was a uh, some IG honey people that got exposed for like acting like they're on a private jet, and it's literally like a movie set where people will go like take pictures in this private jet to post on the gram when they're literally not 
going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, like, is it is life that crazy in social media land where you have to, like, fake it that much? Like, I get joking around saying in front of an expensive car we clearly know you don't own. But, like, you going out to a movie set to, to shoot like you on a private jet? Like, for what? Like, for who? For some likes? Now, if you are monetizing it, then, I mean, collect the bag. But most of these people are just doing it just to do it. Like, they ain't getting no monies, no cash. But, I mean. Well, there there was a time where being unavailable was a thing. Now it's not. Now if you're unavailable, <laughs> you're just rude. Because it's yeah, like, man. like, I can text you. I can call you. I can email you. I can tweet you. I can Facebook you. I can poke you. I can Instagram you. FaceTime. FaceTime you. Like, there's a million ways for me to get in contact with you. And if you ignore me, then you're just being rude at that point. But like in 1997, you called the house phone. If no one was at home, it's like, all right, I'll call them later or I'll call them tomorrow or I'll see them at work or at school. But now you are always available, no matter what. Always. Big facts. Yeah, it's uh, it's the world we live in, man. It's just it's just the world we live in. So I can't I can't add to it. What I would say is that if you are going to be on social media, at least try to get something out of it, like educate yourself. Again, we have smartphones, but it's just mad dumb people using them. Like people will post like inaccurate facts or inaccurate stories. I'm like, dog, you can literally Google anything. Like it's not not, not like the 90s or the 80s. We have to go like to the Encyclopedia Britannica and look up these facts. Like you can literally figure out anything you want to like you can literally google any facts you want like it doesn't make any sense to be on your social media and on your phones and be that stupid so actually use your phones for some positivity learn something you know saying have positive productive debates and not just be out here trying to go viral every 30 seconds like steve with his trash ass tweets but you know i I need y'all please report steve whatever it takes get steve out of here steve is trash Steve is the worst tweeter of all time, but <laughs> anyway, but well, they they did say in the documentary that uh, uh, fake, literally fake news spreads faster, six times faster on social media than actual news. Like six times faster, things are getting spread. Like, and that comes that that comes from uh, even uh, uh, people that write articles, like media companies, like they. They write it, they give a salacious headline and people take it and run with it without even clicking to read the story or even clicking to see if it's even true. So it's just like, you know, we just we're taking things in bite sized portions as opposed to, OK, well, let me actually read this article. Let me actually maybe Google this to see if it actually happened, because if we do that, then we're not going to get the first tweet off to to get the most retweets or most likes or most responses we're going to be left behind it's just like it's wild out here it really is yep well um so would you all let your children join social media or what age do you think you all would let your kid get on being that i don't have kids marcus has kids i i will let him speak on this I really, I really don't know, honestly. Like, there's a part of me that's just like, maybe not letting them on social media, but it's just that like, document. I mean, it, 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 that that documentary will will scare you straight, straight because uh, a lot of the people in the documentary said their kids don't have that stuff. But I mean, I, I guess I just gotta 
kind of wait and see kind of deal because I, I don't know what it's because my kids are young so i don't know what it's going to be like when they're you know 10 or 11 and you know they want a smartphone or some type of phone or something because it's like there was a part of me that I was like, well, I'm just not going to give my kids a phone until they get to high school. And it, it, it's not going to work because, you know, if I can keep in contact with my kids throughout the day, you know, I, I guess I'd rather have that. But social media is a different animal. Like t- Twitter, nah, nah, I don't know. Well, here, okay, here's my thing. If you want to get on it, you you got to give me your logins and your passwords. Like, no burner accounts, no secret Instagram, no secret Snapchat. Like, just let me know that I can see what you are doing. Like, don't hide. If you start hiding stuff, then I can't trust you. But if you get on, if if we if you want to get on Twitter, we'll, we'll have a talk. And I'm like, well, maybe not Twitter, not Instagram, because Twitter's filthy. But Instagram for sure. We could we could have a conversation about that. Um, I would allow my children to get on Twitter just me, yeah, just so I can roast them and like subtweet them. Like, yo, man, watch the dishes, you dirty ass little boy. Like, what are you doing? Like, log off. You trash. Your tweets are trash. I just get on there to cyber bully my children when I have children. So yes. I'm just like, like, man, I was doing laundry again. Another crusty sock. What the fuck? <laughs> Hashtag <Why>? gross. <laughs> Hashtag doo-doo stains, bro. Like, wipe your ass, dog. Like, what are you doing, man? Long arm. He ain't popping. You can't even wipe his ass right, dog. But yeah, I, I don't know. Pro- I mean, for real, probably, probably not. Not for a little while. But, but that, but that's the thing, like, because, like, for our parents, they they didn't wait to have the talk, the sex talk with us until like 16, 17. Nowadays, you got to have that conversation when they're like 13 and 14. Probably when my kids get older, I got to talk to them when they're like 10 or 11. Like, we can't, like, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm not trying to be the parent that uses the parenting handbook from 1986. Like, that doesn't work in 2020, and it's not going to work in 20. 25 or 2030 or whatever like we got to be able to adjust and adapt and and figure things out like i can't just be the parent that's just like well no social media forever because you know maybe that's what they did in 1997 but in 2024 maybe it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way Say Aaron says speaking from a guy who was a 10 year old maybe 16 with me monitoring i i, I respect that Got to be careful with these. Wow, what the hell? Wow, 12 Gibby. What the? What school did you go to, my guy? I'm mad confused. <laughs> I didn't even mean to click on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all was out there getting it, homie. Like, that's crazy. Twitter, no, okay. No Twitters to you pay the bills at the house. I respect that. Cat, damn. Yeah, that's yikes, 12. But anywho, uh, Miss, I keep my socks on. I appreciate you coming on. Do you have any shout outs or anything you want to plug? Or nothing, no shout outs. Oh, I didn't. My audio had kind of quiet. I didn't know you were talking. <laughs> <to me. laughs> you did. But it got kind of quiet. And, okay. 
Um, I, I really don't have any shout outs. You all can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at I keep underscore my socks on. Sometimes I tweet funny things on Instagram. Um, I post a lot of memes and selfies. Sometimes you can catch me twerking on there. And I just want to say fuck Tory Lane. Facts. Let me, I'm going to follow you right now. Bam. Done. Um, <clears throat> Let me see, Mr. Sniffles. You got any shout outs? I don't really have any shout outs, but I'm I'm not gonna <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie. I don't like what Apple Music is doing. Now I I'm not hey, a, man, you're a sellout. I, I haven't used Apple Music since title. <laughs> I'm y'all think I'm playing. I don't even have the shit. If I could delete it off my phone, I would. I have not logged into Apple Music. They I don't got, even put I, my phone into my computer anymore. I don't, I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't know if you saw the thing, but they have like this new uh Apple plan that's coming out that gives you like apple music and like apple tv it's like a big bundle package and it's like nine bucks so i'm kind of they like they they got me hooked i'm I'm, i can't go but anyway i don't like what uh apple music is doing with essentially they are placing they're in they're enforcing their morals onto the consumers because if you I I, now I checked it on Friday and I checked it today, but if you go to like Apple Music and you go to like the new music section where they you know they release or they they post the new music that came out Friday Saturday whatever, uh, as of right now, Tory Lanez's album is still not there. So for you to listen to Tory Lanez, I don't listen to him. I don't support him, but if if you do listen to him, you would have to search him out to find it. You know, like they have Ozzy Osbourne on here. Like I didn't know that dude was still alive, but he's in the new music section. Section. They did the same thing with Takashi Six Nine. I don't support him either. I don't support his music, but I don't like the idea that Apple can be like, well, you know what? We don't like Tory Lane, so we're just gonna make it so no one can find his music unless you type it in. Well, we don't like what Takashi did. Like, you shouldn't be the the moral police on that kind of stuff. Let the public choose if they want to listen to it. If they want to listen to it, they should have that option. People still listen to R. Kelly. People still listen to Chris Brown. P- I, I'm, I'm not perfect. Like, I love James Brown. James Brown has a history of beating women's asses, and I listen to him. Like, Marv, or not Marvin Gaye. Who, who am I thinking of? Uh, there's, there's, there, there's other. Davis. Uh, they're, 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 what I'm saying is, if you are going to start taking artists off, who commit crimes or do something immoral, you're going to have to start taking a lot of artists off yep. this platform. Off of all your... Like, Ozzy Osbourne is on there. Lil Wayne is on there. Lil Wayne has been to jail before. Lil Aaron Wayne is... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that you're going to... You're going to have to start really looking at because you got to be consistent. So, uh, yeah. I, I don't bang with Tory Lanez. I don't listen to his music. I don't support his music. But if you are a fan of his... And you listen to his music, it should be readily accessible to you when he drops new music and let the customer decide if they want to listen to it. Big facts. Uh, Mr. Savage, you got any uh, shout outs? Nah, I ain't got no Savage. I mean, uh, shout outs this week. Um, everybody just keeping in the road. Thank you for all your support. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. You know how I get out. So, uh, 
If you want to bounce, uh, I keep my socks on. You can. I had this one person on Twitter that they posted a tweet, and I, I want to have them on to ask them some questions about it. Um, it's a little wild the tweet, but <laughs> I, I think it'll be worth the the entertainment. Hold on. Well, let me let me let me say this while he's hooking that up. Uh, I, I we appreciate you coming on. Uh, it was a good uh, conversation about the the social dilemma, but. This this episode will be out on Tuesday. Well, probably Monday. Damn it! All right. Um, I mean, I, guess, uh, I mean, either way, game game six of uh, Heat Celtics is tomorrow. So I'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there right now. And if I'm wrong, I'm gonna look really dumb when this episode drops on Monday. But the Heat are winning game six, and they will be going to the finals come Sunday night. Sunday night, we will be celebrating the Miami Heat going to the NBA Finals. For the sixth time since 1986, something that the Celtics cannot say that they've done. They've only been to the finals in that same time span twice, and they've only won one championship, while the Heat have won three. And that's because Miami is a winning franchise, and the Boston Celtics are a loser of a franchise. So I feel like hopefully, that was hopefully, hopefully they specifically win. Specifically aimed at somebody. They're also a racist franchise. It's a racist <laughs> city. We can't we can't leave it out there. Can't leave it out. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of uh leg washing being skipped in Boston. That's something they probably don't do out there. All right, all right. All right, cool. She's about to be in here in two seconds. Um, I'm gonna send you the do I wanna send you this tweet? This tweet is out of control. But you know what? You might Feel no, no. Yo, okay, here we go. Here we go. All right. So, what would you like to be referred to on the podcast, ma'am? Oh, you could just call me Rachel. That's my name. Okay. Okay, Rachel. So, um, I'm gonna send this tweet to the group chat. I think Marcus has, has seen this tweet, and uh, <laughs> you know. I got a lot of questions. I was, you know what? Uh, sure, I was that that is, uh, you know, I made a comment and I was like, I put the little Doctor Phil gif. I was <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I keep my socks on. I'm gonna see you to tweet. Hold on, I'm sending to your DM. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> so the tweet says, it says, men think they're freaky until you suggest tying them down while they wear this, and I ride their face. I thought you said you were a freak, because freaky is it? Yeah, I'll put a thumb in your butt, quote. And I scrolled down to the picture, and I was very perplexed. I was, I was as a God-fearing Christian tweeter that I am, I, I've never seen whatever this uh, Silence of the Lambs. You really haven't seen one? Device is that is so close to his mouth. <laughs> you, really, you really need to like open up your like porn category. I he looks terrified. He looks like he's murdered at least twelve people. This is a real future. This is really futuristic. Like I, 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 I there's, there's, no, there's and, and there's no shame. I'm just saying. For I was just like I need to, I need to speak to you. I just need to you know let the, the streets. I feel it. I feel it. You probably have a lot of questions. <laughs> well, I, I actually did see that tweet. I actually did respond to that tweet. And my question was, how am I supposed to breathe wearing that thing? Well, it doesn't cover your nose. It doesn't cover your nose. So, like, this isn't like a, a COVID thing where it has to cover your nose. <laughs> yeah, work. no, no, it's not like a COVID thing. 
I'm sure you could make one like that though, but like make it a little more breathable. <laughs> you know, like put like breath holes in it. So uh, my my biggest question is, how do you initiate that conversation? Like, do you, is it like well, that night at the bar or is it like a bet or like, yo, ha ha, he, he, let me send you this link. Like how, how do you, how do you initiate that with your partner? Like, how does that conversation start? Well, like I would never initiate it with somebody. Well, actually that's not necessarily true. It depends, but like, it depends on number one, how comfortable you are with like the person that you're approaching it with, because all the people that have approached me about like stuff that's not as freaky as that, but in the realm of that, they have all been partners that I have been dating for a while and I'm quite close to. So like, and we've like had steps, you know? So you you start like with your vanilla sex and then like you add in some like choking or something and that kind of stuff. So it builds. And then sometimes like, I'm not gonna lie, one of my friends, she is like a dominatrix so like quite literally she will start talking to men and i don't know how they start the conversation but it gets brought up really quickly and she'll like be like oh yeah i met this guy and like i tied him up and spit shit and i'm like i'm sorry what because like i didn't do it with somebody that i didn't know very well during the pandemic that is that is that is interesting okay oh, people, are, people are crazy okay I, mean, I, res I respect it I'm not mad at it. Like it's it, at some point there, there, there probably does have to have, there probably does need to be a conversation about what is considered uh, being a freak. Like people yeah, like, right. people like, Oh, I'm a freak. And I'm like, yeah, I, I like to come in people's mouths. Like, okay. <laughs> no, I know. I this know. Is it. Like somebody will be like, Oh, I'm a freak. And you're like, Oh, okay. Like, so like, what do you do? And they're like, Oh, you know, I ate ass one time. <laughs> and like, I feel like I, you know, at, at one point in history, eating ass was freaky. And then just like on one day on Twitter, it just like suddenly wasn't freaky anymore. Like everybody had ate ass before. You do it in the bathroom at a Waffle House now. Oh, oh, oh wow. So, oh, okay. My, 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 excuse me. I'm sorry. I thought we were, <laughs> I thought we were sharing today. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So yeah, I just want to have racial. That sounds like a very specific experience. Did you like have an experience with this? Like your ass ain't no waffle house bathroom. So you know we might have to have you on another time for a, a an extended uh, talk. I just want to let the people know. You know we got. You know you can't keep shape people. Everybody has their thing. You know everybody's uh, running their chopped, own race. Chopped and smothered. I agree. You know everybody should be allowed to do them, but like. In the private of your privacy of like your own home. <laughs> Facts. So small on your chin is my thing. Like that is it just looks that's know, fact. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the cover art for the, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna crop it up. I'm gonna crop it up though for the for the babies. Just to get the babies will listen to the podcast though. But uh usually I, I wanna buy one. Have you met anybody that has worn this thing um, before? I've seen or? it in like pornos. Like usually the guy who does this is a submissive and like the woman is is the dominatrix and that's why they're doing it because it's all like that BDSM stuff. Because it looks really silly. Like if, if I was with my imaginary girlfriend and I had unicorn horn on my chin, <laughs> you know, if you took a picture, I'd feel really embarrassed. Like, 
you know. Yeah, you. But if you have like a shame kink, like you like to be feel like ashamed and embarrassed, like that turns you on. That would be a different story. Okay. All right. So uh, we'll go ahead and close out now. I appreciate everybody checking us out. Hopefully, if you've listened this long, you haven't blocked us on every platform. But you know, we're trying to spread knowledge. We're I wonder where the dingling fit over my beard. Like a KTSM podcast, follow us on Apple Podcasts. It like protrudes out a little bit. Subscribe, drop a comment. It'll be like a natural dingling. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Like one size fits all. I got the picture from Amazon. I got the picture from Amazon, you could get it on Amazon if you want to. I could send you the link. Wash okay, definitely. Let us know how it works. Wash your hands. You know what? That could be a mask you could wear. That could that be is a mask you could wear. That's the coronavirus. So you're actually doing people a service by uh, opening up your uh... sexual horizons. There you go. This is our KTSC app podcast. We out. Peace.